the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And even black swans. No, this isn't a wildlife sanctuary. You know what we mean. We are the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Has President Biden's home in Wilmington, Delaware, become a place to store classified materials? People know. I take classified documents and classified materials seriously. The White House confirmed on Thursday that classified records had been found in a room at Biden's Delaware home that the president calls his personal library, as well as an adjacent garage. Corvettes in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. The disclosure came three days after the White House said that similar classified materials were found at Biden's former institute in Washington. Those discoveries have prompted Attorney General Merrick Garland to appoint a special counsel to oversee the matter. Donna Water, Washington. More bad weather on the way for California this weekend. The acting California Highway Patrol Commissioner Sean Jury says drivers need to be ready to deal with more of the dangerous weather and the flooding that's likely to ensue. This is SRN News. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school. Plus, all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. No! Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening. A, a week ago, we were we were getting additional details, and and this, I initially thought two weeks ago, uh, I'm not sure how big a deal this this FTX thing is. A week ago, I'm like, 
this is such a big deal. I need the person I trust to talk me through this. That person is Chase Larson from the St. Cloud Financial Credit Union here up in uh, central Minnesota. And Chase is on the line with us uh, this morning. And I want to thank him for uh, taking time on a weekend to uh, talk this through. Chase, how are you today? Doing well, King. Yourself? I'm just fine. Thank you. Uh, you've probably had yourself quite a busy week. <laughs> yes? I have. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a busy week, absolutely. Yep, yeah, I, my, pre- uh, I-, my, I was just going to say my phone's been ringing off the hook, let me tell you. I bet, and I actually, uh, I actually uh, caused a little bit of that. I tried to get... I had someone asking me for comments from uh, local media here in Central Minnesota. Like, you're calling the wrong person. You should be talking. You should be talking to Chase. Um, so, <laughs> you know, you. So, uh, you're the guy I go to when I need when I need to know more about this. Uh, so, let's go back a little bit to like about two weeks ago, and talk about talk about sort of what precipitated everything that we've seen now. Um, as I understand it, um, well, maybe we need to even go back a little bit further. Let's set the table. There are multiple companies that we're talking about here. FTX is just one of them, right? And there's a there's Correct. a there's an exchange. There's a token. There is and and there are investors in this thing. Can you sort of give us a description of the landscape that was around um, the 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 CEO of this company until uh, until a week and a day ago, Sam Bankman-Fried? Yeah, so Sam Sam Bankman-Fried, or, or as uh, referred to in, in the media, SBF, uh, was the founder and CEO of the second largest crypto exchange in the world, FTX. Uh, he also founded and was the CEO of Elmeda Research, uh, which I believe, uh, given the current situation, plays a pretty important role in, in what happened. Um, the other thing I think to note that's probably unlike conventional business is that in the cryptocurrency space or, or digital asset and blockchain space, a lot of times what you'll have is a token that represents, it's kind of like it, it gives uh, the everyday Person, the ability to invest in that company. And so FTX had a token that traded uh, as a cryptocurrency called FTT. Um, and that's really uh, about, uh, would have been a little over, well, a week and a half ago. There was a run on the FTT token, uh, approximately $6 billion in three days of li- liquidations, which really started this domino effect fall. Okay, so let's let's go back to that particular point. That that the uh, so there's a run on FTT on the on the token. So two points yeah. to make there. First of all, first of all, talk about a token in terms of in in terms of a corporate finance instrument. What is a token? What do, what does that actually do? Yeah, the, think about it as. Um, I'm able to purchase the FTT token, um, and that is essentially, right, it's my investment in the FTX company or in that brand. And by okay. purchasing the FTT token that they issued, you're essentially a, a creditor, right? You're as buying that token, I'm an unsecured creditor, and FTX is, is able to then use the, the fiat or the funds used to buy that token to invest or for operations. Um, it's similar to buying stock in a company. It's just given the market, it's it's a lot easier for the everyday person. I, I would I would liken it almost to angel investing or investing in that company's uh, brand, right? Yeah. Except except in this case, right, Chase, that having the token doesn't give you any voting rights. You don't have any really control Correct. over what the company does. You're just you're just allowed to do that, and so you're doing this on the basis of a gain or loss based on decisions that you don't have a say in. Do I have that right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So yes. no voting power. You have no voting power. So I think that's interesting. I think a lot of people view tokens as somehow you know I'm giving you some other asset in return for the token, and there's two things in that. Sometimes you're thinking I'm investing in this token. 
and and you're holding on to my money so I can come back and get it later, or th- that there's something else there. I, 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 there. The token is not simply being held in a vault. The the money you give in return for the token is not being held in a vault. And is it fair to say that most exchanges are like that? Um, most exchanges, um, you know, the exchange I use, for example, does not have their own, uh, does not have their own token. They have a, um, um, they allow you to buy and sell other cryptos, but you know, a majority of the companies out there, reputable exchanges don't, don't do, uh, what FTX did in that they don't typically issue an FTT token or something similar. Really, the only thing you could do with this token, other than uh, you're holding it, uh, assuming the value of the FTT token would go up as, as there's more demand, right? Supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could you could pay transaction fees on their um, on their platform with it. But outside of that, you're it was really a speculative uh, token. Okay. Okay. All right. So one of the holders of those tokens. It turns out, and we were, and, and we talked about this on the show last week as I was trying to pull this apart, was the owner of uh, Binance, uh, Changping Zhao, correct? Um, yep. And reporting in Bloomberg and other financial press would suggest that it was Binance that decided to start selling the token. Is that your yes. understanding too? Yes. Yep. Okay. So. And it's interesting because Binance, as I understood it, was a was basically a large supporter, creditor, investor into FTX, and it chooses to it chooses to start running the token on a company that's partial owner of. And the trigger for this was what what. What what was uh, this chunk? Apparently, we all have to have initials to be in in the crypto space. So this guy goes as CZ. Um, yep. What did CZ see that told him I need to get out of SBF? Yeah, so there's there's speculation. Um, you know, depending on the on the website or the article, there's different speculation. But I think if if we boil it down, right, cryptocurrency being on a blockchain, it's all verifiable. Um, there's, um, some speculation that CZ, um, got his hands on or was able to see basically a a leaked balance sheet of FTX that showed, um, they had a billion dollars of liquidity and about 8.5 to $9 billion in debt. And so he had, uh, and this is in CZ's words, he had, uh, assumed there was some, some, something weird going on for a while. And uh, it'd be the first week in November. He, uh, you know, uh, got wind that they were basically a liquid, and so he started to liquidate his FTT holdings. So did 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 he assume that? I mean, so the balance sheet, as I understand, I I don't think I've actually dug in in detail. I've but I've seen a couple tweets that have that have actually shown elements of the balance sheet, and I my understanding was it was actually. Not just leaked to CZ, but apparently it hit Twitter. Everyone could see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so that's one thing, and the other thing is is right. It is it is understandable that if I give you some other asset in return for a token that makes me basically a a, a, a non interest receiving, no voting right co owner of the business, you know. That you're probably using my money to lever up uh, to invest in things. So is it the? It's not the fact that they they had leverage, but the fact that the things they had bought up instead um, turned out not to be to CZ's liking. Is is that fair? Yeah, that that's a fair statement. Um, I think the other thing specific to FTX that I think as a uh, investor or holder of crypto assets uh, that you need to be careful of is buried in the FTX user agreement. Basically, um, to, to put it into layman's terms, um, if I held my crypto assets on the FTX platform, the user agreement that I signed when I opened my account gave FTX 
authorization to borrow or lever against my crypto assets. Um, and, and then there was an intercompany agreement that allowed FTX to borrow money to Alameda Research. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's a good reminder for us all that for holding crypto assets, we need to ensure we understand the user agreement or the platform we're holding them on. Are, and, and this is a case where, and I'm not making an argument for regulation, okay? So that, my listeners are going to lose their minds if they think I am. Uh, pretty free market guy. But it, it, but caveat emptor really does apply here. The buyer has to be aware when you're investing in one of these things, yeah. particularly in this world, because there's not a standardization of the of through regulation of what has to be in the user agreement. User agreements of different exchanges are going to look very, very different. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're putting if you're putting a few hundred bucks into this, maybe you just check the box and like you do with all the other things that you check that you have to do when you're going on. But if you're putting, you know, ten thousand, hundred thousand dollars in one of these things, aren't you asking somebody to look at the user agreement or are people being that careless, do you think? I, I think there is some of that, yeah. There's uh, FOMO, right? And people are not yeah. pausing to to read it. But I, I would agree fully with you is you need to do your own due diligence, absolutely. Okay. All right. So so let's start with that. And I'm going to come back with the question of, uh, uh, okay, so there are exchanges out there. We now kind of understand that when the exchange is issuing its own token, that you're in essence becoming an unsecured no dividend receiving, no voting right, co-owner of the business. You're you're cheering for the for the exchange itself to increase in value. We've done that part, right? And so you need to know what you've authorized them to do. We're going to come back to say, is there a future in the exchange world? Is this thing more than just FTX? And what might you want to do about that? Because that really is the stuff that Chase does really well. We're visiting with Chase Larson from the St. Cloud Financial Credit Union. And you are listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. When should you start collecting your Social Security? How you answer this question will be the difference in the success or failure of your retirement. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan Mike this week. They'll be sharing Social Security tips from the basics of the program to strategies to maximize your payments. Alan Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on The Biz 1440, or call them at 855-231-6010. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country and your old car can really help them so call the veterans car donation program right now for free pickup of your vehicle help the vets and help your taxes at the same time call right now 800-884-9018-800-884-9018-800-884-9018 that's 800-884-9018 We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes. 
and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at Minneapolis.SalemSurround.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz fourteen forty. That'll be playing for me uh, during the uh, during the intermission here. Uh, I've got two two series of radios today. If you want to follow me over to AM twelve eighty, the Patriot this afternoon, starting at one o'clock, I'll be with Mitch Berg, Ed Morrissey, Brad Carlson. We're bringing the entire gang back together in the next at starting at one o'clock today to talk about worst TV sitcoms of the nineteen seventies. It'll be a blast. Okay, um, I, I don't know, Chase. Do you have a, do you have a do you have a candidate for worst TV sitcom of the nineteen seventies? Or you're too young to remember the seventies. So I wasn't born until the late eighties, so nope, I'm not in on that one. Okay, all right. Worst TV sitcom of all time for you is uh, Boy Meets World. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah, you're right. That's actually so because I because I'm a generation older than you are. That's a little too new for me. I I watched my kids watch it once, and I think they I think they even they thought it was pretty bad, and never watched it again. Anyway, Chase Larson from the St. Cloud Financial Credit Union, our guy to go to with all things crypto, uh, and uh, and and Chase and Chase and I have been talking about. Uh, of course, what everyone's talking about, everybody's talking about FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried. I don't know. I mean, what else is there to say about this particular company? First of all, I think I think you might want to reflect on the fact that the company was set up in the Bahamas. Um, yeah. So, it's, it, and it sounds like even because, as I understand it, people were searching for. Uh, jurisdictions that allowed them to be able to do lots of different things with crypto in the Bahamas is a pretty attractive place. Indeed, weren't they going to be running a conference about crypto down there, like some major crypto conference sometime uh, before the end of this year? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It, uh, I think it was in a couple weeks, actually. Right. If I, as I understand it, that, that conference might be postponed now? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I I think they 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 decided that was it was probably a bad look. They probably don't want to run that anymore. So, but I think it makes I think it makes the point that we were making just before the before the break, uh, Chase, which is which is, you know, again I don't I don't love promoting additional regulation, but there are I believe things in place in the United States that says. That regulation here might be a little bit better, a little less caveat emptor, uh, let the buyer beware, than maybe in a place like the Bahamas. Or, if I recall right, I believe, was it FTX or Binance that used to be in Hong Kong and bailed because they were worried about uh, the mainland Chinese getting in the way? I didn't believe it was Binance. Yeah, I think that's right. Right? And so is, so is there a lesson here in terms of perhaps – choosing if you decide you want to be invested in this in this asset class is there a lesson here in terms of thinking about where you're regulated might be give you some some clues to how much care how much due diligence you're going to need yeah i think i think that's a great point right is Number one, ensuring you understand the company you're doing business with, right? That doesn't just go for cryptocurrency. That's in, in general. Um, I think the other thing is, you know, for myself anyway, today, 
I self custody my assets. Um, so they're stored on a, you know, for $70, you can buy a cold storage wallet and, and custody your assets. That way, you know, nobody's levering, uh, or you're going to lose, lose your, your dollars or your crypto assets. If the company out of, out of the U S goes down. Um, I think the other thing is we're going to see more of this over time, in my opinion, as, um, you know, you have mainstream financial institutions starting to get into the space and be a trusted partner for their members, clients, or customers uh, to securely store their assets. I think it's inevitable. And I think the thing to remember is that cryptocurrency or digital assets in and of themselves are decentralized, right? This was a centralized company that had owner and owner or investor owners. And ultimately, the company failed, not cryptocurrency. Okay. And I think there's a lot of that happening because there's a lot there's a lot of shade being thrown on the entire crypto industry at this particular moment. And and I'm not I you're you're in this area. And and I I don't want to call I don't know is the right word enthusiast, but you're certainly a knowledgeable person that people turn to to get good information about this chase. And I, I so. But my reaction as I as I'm watching the reaction to the story unfold in the financial press on econ Twitter et cetera et cetera is is that there is an unsurprising overreaction that's happening. So you've identified one thing you could do, and I think this is important, right? And so maybe we take a few moments on on what you just said about about what was the phrase you used self custody, I think. Of, of, yeah. of your asset, right? Okay. We hear all so, the stories. I've been I've been at the golf course. I've been I've been at dinner with people who say, "Did you hear about the guy who forgot his his uh, uh, code, his private key for his crypto, and is out X million dollars?" Right? I, I don't yeah. think a week goes by without me hearing a story like that, and that leads to lots of people who want to venture into this space to get scared about, am I going to lose my money because I forgot, you know, because, heck, Chase, you know, I, you know, I forget passwords, right? right? Me too. And the thought that I can't get my password back, you know, and that my money's gone it is a little scary. So talk through this self-custody piece, you know, because, you know, I think there's a lot of scary things that people have heard. What's the truth about self-custody? Yeah, I think, um, you know, when I got into the crypto space, in 2016, it looked a lot different uh, than it does today. Um, today, it's as simple as, you know, um, I'm going to use Coinbase, for example, since that's a, a well-known exchange. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could uh, effectively, you know, transfer $1,000 into Coinbase, invest that in, say, Ethereum, um, plug in. It, it almost looks, the self-custody wallet almost looks like a zip drive. And plug that into my computer, it generates a a key that I put into Coinbase and it transfers the assets onto that device. And so um, I think the neat thing there is everybody's like, well, what happens if the device quits working or it gets broken? Uh, When you set the device up, you get a 22, well, 21 to 24 word seed that um, is locked in my safety deposit box at the credit union, for example. And so... You know, outside of um, catastrophe or disaster, I think if done properly, it's almost, I'm not going to say impossible, but almost impossible uh, with one of these devices to have it. You don't have to remember the seed or or the the code. It's, It's baked into the technology, and I'm using the same device that I bought in 2017, so they're pretty reliable. Okay. Okay, so... So that device you, so the so that device you put in one place, you put maybe this backup code that you just described in another place, maybe your safety deposit box, so yep. that you know as a fail safe, right? Yeah. And and I don't know. That seems to be seems to be uh, a pretty good idea. And that sort of replaced the early days of having to actually somehow write down a private key that's sitting there that lets you into lets you into the blockchain yeah. and, and move the asset. 
Absolutely. I think the other thing is, um, you know, even here in central Minnesota, there's two two financial institutions today, um, one being a bank and one being a credit union that partners with a third party. But I even think about, um, you know, we're, we're, we're working on some things and, and there's other big players, uh, big names in the space. I think 12 to 24 months from now, a lot of names that we recognize in the financial industry will have the ability to allow their clients to self-custody. Um, and then you're getting a, a regulated company, right? Not necessarily crypto regulation, but that's inevitably coming as well. But you're getting a, a financial institution that's been been in the financial services for, you know, in some cases, hundreds of years. Um, I can tell you I'd rather much, uh, much rather store my crypto assets and partner with a company that's in the business versus a company that three years ago didn't exist in the Bahamas and now is multi-billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But as you look at as you look at the story of FTX, and you, you just see lots of things that are there. I mean, that that are not surprising. In fact, we'll we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about FTX. But I wanted to make sure that our listeners heard this piece of what Chase is talking about, which is which is you don't have to do it just because we we might look at FTX and FTT and say. Well, that exchange is bad. We might decide all exchanges are bad. It's a you don't have to leap from that point, which, by the way, I don't think Chase is saying. I'm not saying, but but even if you decide all the exchanges are bad, that doesn't mean crypto itself is a, is 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 bad as an asset idea. It's an asset class, and and I'll explain you why know. I say that. It, it just I'll I'll explain why I say that after these messages. We need to do a little work here. We're visiting with Chase Larson from St. Cloud Financial Credit Union. Here on the King Bang Show on the Biz 1440. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate, and de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. It looks like a map of tiny rivers on a tiny continent. I see an intricate spider web created by spiders who studied French Impressionism in college and wear berets. I see a geometric pattern reminiscent of alien crop circles. That long scar on Frankenstein's forehead, it looks like that. A San Francisco sidewalk after an earthquake. It looks like when I spilled wine on the new carpet. Good idea to bring that up. It's Humpty Dumpty after he had that thing. Poor guy, that must have really left him Stare at it all you want. It's not going away. That crack in your windshield could cost you a ticket. It hinders visibility, it's unsafe for you and your family, and it's only going to get worse. Make one call to Advantage Auto Glass. What's the advantage? Free mobile service, on-time scheduling wherever and whenever you want, the highest quality parts and adhesives. They'll settle that claim and your insurance picks up the tab. So don't let a minor annoyance turn into a major problem. Call Advantage Auto Glass at 952-423-6396 or go to ReplaceMyWindshield.com. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. 
With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Uh, we're visiting this hour with Chase Larson from the St. Cloud Financial Credit Union. Uh, thank, thank you to Chase for being with us uh, this morning to work through uh, trying to sort of peel, uh, peel away some of the what happened with, uh, with uh, FTX and, and, and Sam Bankman-Fried from, from the broader discussion of what it means to own a a cryptocurrency versus another type of currency. Hey, a uh, quick question from a listener, Don, or maybe a, a tip. He's, he's, I, I'm going to ask it in the form of a question, Chase. Suppose, a, suppose someone has one of what your has what cold storage, right? You've got a, you've got a device and you're, you're self, you're doing self custody of your crypto assets, but your, your self storage device is now five or six years old and you're concerned that it might just fail. How easy is it to just move it on to a newer, from one device to another device? Yeah, so I think I'm going to answer with with uh, two answers. I think first and foremost, um, you know, I can't speak for other devices, but for example, I use a Ledger uh, device, and I think it's important to make sure, even if you're not using it, that you plug it in um, I plug mine in on a quarterly basis to allow it to update the firmware. Um, but to specifically answer your question, it's relatively easy. Um, I, I would say the only tough part is if you go to plug it in um, and it's inoperable, you'll need to get a new device and use your secret seed to transfer over. But uh, if you plug it in and it works and your assets are there, um, you can set up a new device, get the key, and just transfer it out of the old device. It's pretty simple. Okay, good. Well, I, I think that that answers that answers one thing. This is, I, I think I don't. I hope my I hope our listeners here understand. We're trying to help you understand, separate a little fact from fiction here, because I think there's a lot of things being thrown in the air. Now, I said something before the break, and not put this is King's words, not Chase's. So just just bear with me. Um, there's a, there's a desire for the desire for crypto in part was a desire for decentralization to get us out of having government control of currency. Right. And so if someone says, yeah, but there's nothing backing crypto. I mean, we just talked about FTT. FTT was, was basically a share with no real ownership rights that you had in the exchange that you then trusted the exchange to invest in good assets that would make FTX grow, and then your token would become worth more, right? Well, in some sense, I would argue there's another asset class where you get no voting rights, you get no rate of return. Uh, all you have is the chance to trade it for other things, and it's called fiat currency. Absolutely. Right? I, I mean, they are, they, you know... F, you know, don't nobody should think, and I don't know. I don't. I've never. I've never even looked at FTX. I never, to be honest with you, I don't know that I spent more than ten seconds thinking about FTX before three weeks ago. So right. I have no idea, right? It's not the exchange that I. That, and I have a little money in an exchange, but very little. Uh, I don't own cold storage, but I'm becoming persuaded that I probably should. I should probably self custody even the limited amount of assets I have, because I'm thinking I need to diversify, right? But yeah, let's not let's not confuse my mind. The crypto has nothing backing it from the fact that neither does fiat currency. And if you need something that has physical backing, that's you're you're arguing for precious metals. And yeah. crypto is not a precious metal, right? Right. So I think, you could – go I think, ahead. Well, the other thing I, I just want to say on that, because I fully agree with you, King, um, I think the other thing 
is that there are some crypto projects where uh, the token is a representation of the underlying technology and the token is actually the, the main use case, for example, like the Ethereum blockchain, uh, the token is not trying to be a currency outside of the network. The token is is supposed to be used or the intent is that it's used to facilitate things that happen on top of the network. No different than, you know, uh, maybe a bad analogy, but um, 10 years ago, if I wanted QuickBooks, I'd buy a CD and download it on my computer. Well, now to use QuickBooks, I pay to play. I pay a monthly fee. Um, some of these tokens are, are merely that. They're used to facilitate things on top of the underlying network. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, and I, by the way, I will say, even for the, for the precious metals, I mean, there is an underlying industrial use, which is usually a fairly small fraction of the total supply that's out there. There's a right. whole lot of supply that's just out there that's being speculated on and, and has no greater or, 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 or lesser backing than, than, than fiat. Okay. I'm, I, I, I think people oversell, oversell the case for metals. Um, and I, it's why, it's why listeners, you will not ever hear me do an ad for, uh, for a, a company that's pushing gold. I, I would not do that. By the way, I would not do one for crypto either. I just because I'm not in the advising yeah. business, and, and because I've got the PhD after my name, people think that I must know something that tells you that's okay. I don't. I'm not going to represent that to you. Um, so that's that. That's that's just my decision to stay. I stay out of that that work. Okay. Unlike unlike uh, certain uh, certain professional athletes. Um, <laughs> We'll leave that. We'll just leave that there. Okay. A yeah. little, little shade being thrown at uh, a, a certain aging quarterback in Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, Chase, you know, I couldn't help it. I, I just can't help it. Uh, but let's just let. So let's then go to what I think is the other issue. So one was, one was doing self custody gets you out of the issue. Of thinking about the uh, thinking about, you know, should I trust my exchange, right? Yeah. If I decide I don't want to do that, should I just say, well, in that case, I'm just going to have to live with the risk that I might be on the wrong exchange, or is there a way that I can think through? This is an exchange that I that will be better for me than this other exchange. How would you choose one if you decided that was what you you wanted to do? Yeah, I think for me, um, and and it might be different for everybody, but uh, first identifying an exchange that um, operates or has licensing to operate within the United States. I think that was a good point you made earlier in the show, um, is that some of these exchanges purposefully operate outside of the United States, even though their their customer base is here, uh, or they're targeting customers here within the United States. So I think for me, First and foremost, finding a reputable exchange that uh, is licensed. The other thing is uh, it doesn't take that long. Um, within 30 minutes or less, and doing some due diligence on an exchange's website and actually clicking on the button that says read our terms and conditions, you can quickly find out if they're, if by signing up you're authorizing uh, the exchange to leverage your assets. I think that's the biggest thing for me, because I store, it's probably one-tenth of my overall holdings on an exchange, um, but that was one of the big things for me that I made sure is that they're not borrowing against uh, my assets and that my assets are my assets. Right. So un unlike, I mean, in some sense, every every place you do, every financial institution is, is the old... Uh, uh, it's a wonderful life story. I take in deposits, but then I'm going to go ahead and lend that money out. Uh, yeah. in, in, right? That's that. That's that area. So, in your case, then the exchange that you're trusting, you're using, is both, you know, regulated within the United States. So it has the United States rules. And and I'm going to wait for the last segment to ask you about what regulation do you see coming down the pike. So so I'm going to come to that yep. question. All right. But that plus then some assurance that they can't lend out your money? Is it just lend out your money to your own firm? Or, or is it just... Yeah. 
Or I mean, so so how do I check on on, on the lending ability there? I mean, and what am I looking for? Yeah, I think you know to your point about. Um, I'm not storing. I think the the difference for me would be is if I chose to store my crypto assets at a credit union or a bank where uh, they have history and understand lending versus an exchange that just popped up and they're leveraging um, and doing swing trading, uh, right? So for me, uh, I'm I'm using a crypto exchange that facilitates the buying and selling of crypto assets. Uh, and they're not um, prime example um, earlier this summer, uh, Coinbase, which a lot of people uh, know, right? That's kind of a household name when you think of crypto. It's one of the top exchanges. They actually had to put in their user agreement that in the event of, and this I believe came from uh, the United States telling them to do so, uh, regulators. Um, that in the event of bankruptcy, any assets held on their exchange could basically become the assets of the company, right? Right. Um, I remember that. So I think think it goes back to anything is if you're going to hold crypto assets or or anything you own with the company, you better make sure you understand the, the health of the company and you trust the company and you understand what their core business operations are. Um, cause that, that's anything, right? I mean, we've seen outside of the cryptocurrency space, we've seen, uh, banks and credit unions over the years where the regulator comes in and, and gives them a cease and desist. And so I think it just boils down to due diligence and that's not uncommon in this space either as it is in the rest of the world. All right. So we got one more segment here coming up with, uh, Chase Larson from Cent from the St. Cloud Financial Credit Union, and I'm going to ask him the question about regulators uh, and the fact that uh, some of these folks, including uh, Bankman Freed, uh, did uh, did try to influence uh, those legislators. And then, what does this say about central bank digital currencies? Make this more likely, less likely? We'll ask those questions of Chase coming up right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. 
The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup. Win prizes at the VIP fan club. Catch up on your favorite podcasts and more. Soaking up the sun in Fiji. Walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis. Or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. We're having a great hour with uh, Chase Larson from St. Cloud Financial Credit Union. Thanks once more, Chase, for uh, spending some time with us this morning. Uh, let me uh, go to the, the some of the comments you hear back and in, in, in some of the conversation about FTX is that Sam Bankman-Fried was, uh, was a large donor to politicians. Uh, and so when we talk about the fact that U.S. Regulator, U.S. regulated exchanges probably have better guardrails in place than, than say, one base in the Bahamas, um, there's also the fact that the people who do the regulation are in, indeed uh, be in, are being influenced by those they would regulate. There's, there's some kind of capture going on. Um, this happens in so many different places. Is there anything special you see that uh, pertains to crypto in that, or is this just the usual? The regulators uh, uh, get into bed with the regulated, and uh, not things that don't benefit us happen as a result. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think crypto is any different. Uh, frankly, I, I do think specific to FTX the. Um, the one thing that is, a, I don't know, I, I continue to think about it because I think it's um, it's odd to some degree. But to your point, um, SBF uh, last year, I believe, was the second largest donor to a single candidate, uh, approximately $40 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at SBF's parents, um, uh, both have ties uh, to the politics, if you will. Um, I think there was some lobbying going on uh, around some legislation that if it uh, would have passed or or likely, um, you know, would have passed, it still could pass. I don't I don't see why. But Sam Bankman Freed was really lobbying uh, around some ideas that would have um, benefited FTX and their operations and, and hurt the overall cryptocurrency decentralized finance space uh, long term. I think. You know, if you would have asked me six months ago, uh, some of the bills that were out there around cryptocurrency, um, the three, I believe, bills at the time, for the most part, um, um, and I'm a, you know, crypto nerd, and so it may sound uh, goofy that I'm saying this, but I kind of welcomed or embraced some of the proposed regulation or structure uh, that was coming. I think the unknown here is, will the FTX event uh, turn regulation in a negative uh, negative way for businesses and consumers, and how fast will that happen? If so, yeah, and I think that's that's true. So let me. So maybe that's a good transition to the next piece, right? Which is, which is now that you've seen this this happen, is the appetite in the financial world, in the economy, and and the and the country more more broadly there for the creation of a central bank digital currency uh, put forward by the Fed. There's been people have argued yes, people have argued no, this is not a place where the Federal Reserve should be participating. Um, What do you see happening there? Yeah, I think uh, my opinion would be um, the collapse of FTX and, and then the ripple effect it's going to have on some of these other exchanges like BlockFi and others. Um, I don't, in my opinion, I don't believe it's going to propel uh, one way or the other a central bank digital currency. 
I do think it will usher in maybe uh, initially stricter uh, regulations on exchanges and, you know, that'll obviously flow down to consumers or users of crypto. Um, I, I'm hopeful that there's enough people uh, within our um, government, if you will, that uh, uh, hopefully will keep central bank digital currencies in check. I think, you know, at a high level, CBDC uh, could be a good thing as long as we still have the ability to keep, manage, and store wealth locally through credit unions and community banks, um, and that it's not direct to consumer. Uh, I, I, I have more hope in the United States and more um, faith, I guess, in us uh, that we will not allow that to happen. There you go. Um, last question. Uh, one of the places where we're seeing some... Uh where we're seeing some fallout from the FTX uh, uh, debacle is uh, in the fintech world more generally. And, um, and, and maybe the, maybe a good place to converse uh, for a moment. Uh, Cause I was watching uh, Sunday night football last week and saw an ad, ad for uh, SoFi being done by Justin Herbert, who was the quarterback for the Los Angeles chargers that play at SoFi stadium in Los Angeles. Um, uh, do you see uh, do you see any impact coming from this on uh, on fintech more generally? Um, I there's been some chatter regarding uh, even prior to FTX um, stricter uh, framework and, and kind of pushing on fintech to begin with, and so again, I I don't know where um, where it's going to usher in stricter rules or or maybe quicker maybe it's fintech maybe it's crypto maybe it's both uh i think it's it, for me it's too early to say uh if and where yeah and and i would say my 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 view is uh is that because you have a divided congress uh controlled of the mm-hmm. two houses between the two parties i don't expect any regulation to happen at all uh myself do you, and 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 in your mind there isn't there isn't right now a crying need for that is that do i have you correct on right. that okay yeah. great hey chase thanks a million i really appreciate you coming on i'm glad we could connect early in the week and have you spend some time thinking about this and i'm glad we could give some information about what it about if you know what you could do if you still want to participate in this but you're just thinking i can't trust anybody trust yourself Seems to be the lesson Absolutely. we're learning today. All right. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much. I'll I'll see you around town, Chase. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Daniel, thanks for the production work here. And thank you for listening to the King Banyan Show here on the Biz 1440. smoking, chew, and vaping with this half-price offer from The Biz 1440 and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for just $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, meaning you could save thousands this year. Call The Biz 1440 today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Otomi Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. 
Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.